Hey, everybody, what's going on? Joe McCall, Real Estate Investing Mastery. I'm actually uh, just dropped my son off for basketball baseball game, and it starts in about 20 minutes. So I have a few minutes here. I wanted to talk with you about something I was thinking about as I was driving here listening to uh, uh, some, you know, this is kind of what I want to talk about. I was listening to a radio talk show host from a guy, I forget his name, I've never heard of him before, but he's with Lifestyles Unlimited, and that's an organization that does a lot of real estate training. And I've heard about him, I just didn't know much about him. And uh, But the guy was talking about the 80-20 principle, and what he was saying was really good, and I didn't know who it was until I Googled him. But now I see why I liked what he was saying so much, because he's a real estate investor, and sounds like a very successful, wealthy real estate investor at that. And uh, he's made a lot of money in real estate, yes, and he's made a lot of money selling coaching and services and products with Unlimited, but or Lifestyle, whatever it's called. Um, but, you know, he's a guy who is successful, and he's successful for one simple reason, and he talked about this on the show, and I want to talk about it with you guys. He got really, really good at the 80-20 principle. And if you have not heard of that, you don't know what it is, just Google it. It's called the 80-20 Pareto's principle. And I'm, I'll do my best to explain it here, but some scientists or economists in Italy a long time ago started looking at this and started realizing that, you know, 80% of the wealth in Italy or this town he was in was held by 20% of the people. And 80% of the land was owned by 20% of the people. And he even started looking at, like, agriculture and 80% of the crops comes from 20% of the land or something like that. I don't, I don't know. I don't know exactly. But what, what it is is usually 20% of our results come from 80% of our efforts. And 80% of our profits come from 20% of our efforts. And I, I know this a lot because I'm constantly fighting this in my own business. I'm fighting distractions. I'm fighting staying focused. Because you can just work, quote-unquote, air quotes, 10 hours a day. But if you really look at what you got done, it's probably only a couple hours of real work that you actually got done. Does that make sense? So what do we do as entrepreneurs, as business owners? Because it's challenging. You have nobody that you're accountable to, right? You just kind of go to your office in your underwear or maybe your shorts, Right? And uh, you don't have to brush your teeth. You don't have to take a shower. You can wear your same clothes that you wore the day before. Nobody knows. Nobody cares. And uh, you don't have anybody that you're accountable to. So, like, when you were working a job, you had to be there at a certain time. And uh, you may not have been working, but you had to at least pretend you were working, right? Now that you're an entrepreneur and you're working for yourself, it's easy to fall into the trap of, oh, I don't know, just the tyranny of the urgent, doing unimportant stuff. And if, if I could, if I would cuss, I would say something a lot worse. But like, if you want to be successful, if you want to be wealthy, you need to really start thinking about what are the, what are the 20% of the things that I'm doing that will give me 80% of my results? And what if you just started focusing 80% of your time on 20% of your, the most important things to do? So if you're a real estate investor, what is that 20% of things that you should be doing? Well, it's simple. I talk about it a hundred times. Marketing talking to sellers, making offers. 
Like that's it, nothing else matters. So if you could spend, if you work four hours a day, if you could spend 80% of your time <clears throat> focused on talking to sellers and making offers and then following up all that good stuff, if you could make sure your VAs and your virtual assistants and your team is focusing on that stuff, uh, you're gonna do really, really well. Nothing else matters. And when I see people get in trouble is they're, they're overstudying, they're overanalyzing. You know, when, when a lead comes in, they spend um, 40 minutes evaluating the deal, looking at it, looking at comps, looking at Zillow, looking at pictures, trying to get some information, looking at prop stream on the property data before they even call the seller to find out that the seller didn't answer the phone, goes to voicemail. And, you know, it's just, that's a waste of time. You need to call a seller. And it's okay if you say, listen, you know, I'm sorry, I, 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 I've been calling and talking to a bunch of people. Tell me again about your house. What's the address again? You know, it's okay to play stupid. <laughs> it really is. And they'll understand, like, you've been talking to a lot of people. You, you know, you can open the house up on Zillow while you're talking to the seller. But just ask some questions. And in fact, many times, the less you know about the house, the better, because you can ask more questions. And he who controls you, he who asks the most questions controls the conversation. Well, anyway, the interesting thing that this guy was saying, and I forget his name, Mel Dell, D-E-L, yeah, whatever. He was saying something really good. He was saying, um, if you're just the, if you want to be, he, he called him a loser, then the, the 1090 would apply to you. Um, you're only spending 10% of your time on income producing um productive assets, right? If you're just the normal uh, average Joe, you're spending 20% of your time on um, high revenue generating activities, you know, in your business or in your life. Or This applies to family, to business, to everything, right? If you're, you want to be rich and super successful, then you need to, if you, you need to be spending 30% of your time on the most important stuff. And if you want to be a billionaire, you need to be spending 40% of your time. I thought that was an interesting perspective because it's unrealistic and impractical to think that you could spend 100% of your time on the you know most important uh, um, needle-moving things, right? But just double where you are now, like just take baby steps and slowly increment. If you're at 10%, you know, make it a goal in the next six months to be at 15%. Um, if you're an investor and you're struggling, you're doing a deal here and there, your income's up and down, it's not consistent, you know, and you're just struggling, and you're, you feel like, man, I'm at a 10% or a 15%, then just, just focus on in the next 30 days, what can I do just to get me up next 5% you know, integration or uh, a step from 10% to 15%, from 15 to 20 So don't think that you can just overnight go from 10% to 30%. Um, so I think that was a real interesting perspective. And I thought, man, I need to talk about that. Because, um, oh yeah, the other thing I was going to say, I think a guy, Perry Marshall, I think it was his name. I've read half of the book. <laughs> and it got really good. It was a really good book, but it just kept on repeating himself. So I stopped reading it. But it's called The 80-20% Principle in Marketing, or as it applies to marketing. I think it's Perry Marshall. Is that right? Um, go look it up. Read the first half of the book. It's really good. And who knows, I might be missing a ton of really good stuff because I didn't finish the book. But think about um, think about that. Like in marketing, what where could you what's the most effective marketing that you can do? And you don't know that until you like really look at the numbers. If you are doing a spray and pray marketing, you have no idea what marketing is working and what's not. So what if you looked at the numbers and see, all right, well, this campaign cost me 
$10 per lead. This campaign cost me $50 per lead, but then you look at the profit and the revenue. And then you see, well, you know, I made uh, four times return on ad spend, you know, four times cost per lead or whatever on this campaign. And I made back two times on this one. So the leads, the cost per lead may be cheaper over here, but over there, higher cost per lead, but more profit and revenue per deal. So you need to know those numbers. And then here's the key. Here's the magic. What if you just got rid of everything else and focused 100% on the 20% of the marketing that is the most effective? And for some of you, that's direct mail. It's old-fashioned, boring postcards. What if you focused all of your marketing just on one strategy and went deep into that? You worked hard at figuring out what postcards work right, work the best, which list works the best. And then you focused on <clears throat> repeating over and over because that's where the money is. You have a good list. The smaller the list, the more niche the list, the harder the list is to get. You mail them every 30 days, right? The bigger lists like absentee owners, oh man, that guy has a gun. <laughs> Just like a, I'm watching this uh, softball team and he caught a ball in the outfield and threw it home. So it's not a real gun. But he, that was a strong throw from center field all the way home. Okay, so anyway, what if you just figured out the marketing that's working the best and did just did that? <clears throat> what if it's a specific uh, neighborhood or a particular type of house? I know one guy who was hyper-focused, real successful buy-and-hold investor. And you know what he was hyper-focused on? Two-bedroom brick homes in St. Louis. And they only had like three or four areas that he was looking at. But he loved two-bedroom brick homes. And why? You think, who would want to live in? Aren't those supposed to be like hard to rent? No, he loved them because you can get them so much cheaper, not as much competition, and the rents are pretty comparable to three bedrooms, especially when he gets them like he does. And so he can buy them super cheap. There's return on investment is much higher. And uh, when he's doing his marketing, when he's looking for deals, he is so specific and nailed down on what he wants. He ignores everything else. And he's one of the biggest two-bedroom single-family brick home uh, landlords in St. Louis. And he's crushing it. He's doing really well. You know, he pays them off really fast because they're so cheap. He also said that uh, the, the tenants tend to be better because they're either, they don't have kids. They don't have kids or they're older or they're, they're young, newly married, and they're that work all day. And uh, so he just doesn't get calls and complaints about them as much. Interesting, huh? So find out what is that for you. So for marketing, like focus, hyper-focus on that one form of marketing and go deep into it. Facebook ads are working really, really well right now, okay? Maybe your thing is cold calling. Focus in, hammer on that, and just not do anything else if that's working really well for you. The, um, for me, when it comes to my, my coaching business, my, my information marketing business, I've done real well. I've gotten like three different Double Comma Club awards from ClickFunnels. Um, I just got the, um, what do you call it, the 10x uh, award. Um, yeah, maybe vanity metrics, you know, but like, it's cool. <laughs> I got, I'll be getting this plaque in a couple months. So anyway, uh, how did I get to that? How have I had the success in the um, coaching, the software, services, education business? It's more like a publishing business is what I have. Well, I just love doing it, man. I'm so passionate about it. And I'm focused all these years, almost 10 years now on podcasts. I have 915-something episodes. I'm close to 1,000 over almost, almost 10 years next April. What have I, well, how have I had success in this? It's because I've been hyper-focused on the one thing for me, the 80-20 for me, is this podcast. 
I love doing it. It's a great way for me to reach out and communicate and touch my audience and people that are, you know, half halfway interested at least in what I have to say. And because I've been so hyper-focused on this podcast and creating three episodes a week for almost 10 years now, um, man, that's just opened up so many more open doors to go speak at big events and conferences, you know, to get invited to go do things or sell things, you know, that norm- most people don't normally get invited to, uh, get the opportunities to rub shoulders with some whatever, famous people, you know, but like, because I've focused on, I've focused on building an audience, I've focused on giving value through the medium of podcasting, right? And uh, for other people, it's other things. Maybe, you know, Max Maxwell has done really, really well with YouTube and Instagram. And you got other guys like that who hyper-focused on one channel. They're not trying to do 500 other things. They're not trying to be big on YouTube, big on podcasts, big on um, Instagram and Snapchat and, and uh, TikTok. Just, my advice is focus. I'll end this podcast with this, with this thing. And this is something one of my coaches taught me, the power of focusing on one thing. And uh, he challenged me to focus on the five, the five one things. And this specifically relates to a coaching business, but this can relate to a real estate business or whatever. Focus on one customer, one problem, one product or service, uh, one marketing channel, I'm getting more than five, one conversion uh, thing, like how do you get them to become a customer, right? It could be a webinar, it could be a phone appointment, you know, whatever, for one year. Just focus on that one thing. Let me say that again. One customer with one problem, okay? One traffic source, I think I forgot that. One conversion tool, like that could be a phone appointment or a webinar or something like that. One, did I say traffic source? <laughs> I'm screwing all this up. I'm just going off of memory. One traffic source, one uh, for one year. Something like that, right? So if you just rewind that and take all the different things that I said, you might get like six or seven of them, but you get what the point that I'm saying. For some people, that's scary. Like, oh man, I can only focus on one thing and I can't do anything else. Well, if you want to be successful, if you want to be uh, make a lot of money in this business, and that relates to uh, real estate, anything, right? Find those w- most important one things and focus on that. And go read that book, Pumpkin Plan. It's a really good book. I recommend you guys go check that out. Cool. I got some more things I could share about that, but I think this is enough. I think I've, I've beat a dead horse. Let me say this too. I've got a... Um, uh, let's see what I talk about. Oh, I got a, I got a new book I just came out with called uh, Recession Proof Real Estate Investing. Go check it out because we're in a recession. And if you want to learn how to position yourself to profit and do well in this economy going forward, I think the worst is still yet to come. My prediction is 2021, 2022. We're going to see the housing market start falling. We're going to see a large rapid increase in foreclosures and... Um, the government can only prop this stuff up for so long. The cool thing about real estate is there's strategies that you can start implementing, like lease options or owner financing or creative real estate, that actually do better in downturns. And um, the real estate isn't like the stock market that's just stern, turns on a dime and all of a sudden the next day it's down. Real estate takes time to transition and slow down. And you can see the trends. You can see the movement slowly over time. And you can prepare and adjust. So you just have to know where the cheese is moving. You have to know where the new opportunities are. And I'm, I'm saying this, and I've seen this for a long time, just from people that I've talked to that have been investing since the 80s and 
a lot of people like that. Like the new opportunities that are coming our way are not really new. They were around back in the 70s and the 80s and the 90s, but they're new to you. So the market goes in cycles. You just have to know what are some of the strategies that are going to do well in a downturn economy. They're not going to be the same strategies that worked well when the market was white hot. So get my book, reiproof.com, reiproof.com. It's seven bucks. It's an online PDF. And with it comes a bunch of videos and mind maps and my scripts and my calculators and tools that I use. I think you're going to like it. Go to reiproof.com and check that book out. We'll see you guys. His game is starting in a couple minutes here. So uh, I got to go. We'll see you. Take care, everybody. Bye. reiproof.com.